0: Good morning. This is Pastor Bill here at Solid Rock Bible Church. Uh, for, all of, for those of you who are out there, I want to welcome you. And uh, today my message, is I've entitled it, The Power of the Lord's Presence. Yeah, this message today is about the power of God's presence in the life of the believer. You know, scripture shows us examples of how the presence of God can empower his people to live for him. And one of the most powerful examples that we can find in the Bible is the life of Moses. You know, I just want to say a few things about Moses, but this this is not all about Moses. It's about several different people. But Moses was so convinced that God's presence empowered his life, it was useless for him to attempt to do anything without that power, knowing that God was with him. When Moses spoke face to face with God, in uh, Exodus 33:15, Moses said, if your presence goes not with me, carry us not there. In other words, Moses was saying, Lord, if your presence is not with me, I'm not going to go anywhere. I won't go anywhere unless I know that you are with me. Moses knew it was God's presence that separated the people of Israel apart from all of the other nations. Moses knew it was God's presence that separated the people apart from just all the other people and, and their false religions. Moses knew that his love for God was so strong and so powerful and that God's love for him was the same way, because of Moses' obedience to God, and at the same time, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ today, we need the presence of God's power with us. See, that's just like just like Israel. This is the only thing that sets us apart from non-believers is God's presence with us, leading us, guiding us, showing us His will. When God's presence is with us, then we have God's hedge of protection around us. But without God, we're helpless. Satan can have his way in our life. Look how God answered Moses when when Moses told him, Don't send me because I do not want to go without you. God just simply let Moses know and told him, My presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. You know, this was a great promise. God was saying, no matter what enemies or trials that you will face, you'll always be able to find a peace and rest in me. We can always find that peace and that rest in the presence of God. You know, this is true also for every Christian. If you have Jesus' presence in your life, you will experience God's peace and you'll experience his rest. You know, it's kind of like what Jesus said in the Bible. He said, I will give you the peace that passes all understanding. When you have God in your life, there's so much that can take place. We don't understand it, but it's just simply God's mercy, grace, and love upon his people that he gives this peace to. You'll have peace and calmness. Without any anxiety, you'll have rest knowing that God has everything in your life under control. And I want to give you some Old Testament examples of the blessings that God's presence brought to the lives of his people. And he's still bringing, bringing that presence to us today. Uh, God's presence was, was so visible in Abraham's life. Even the pagans around Abraham saw the difference between their lives and Abraham's. In Genesis 21-22, a a pagan king spoke unto Abraham saying, Your God is with you in all that you do. It's like this pagan king was saying, Abraham, there's something different about you. Your God watches over you. He guides you. He blesses you just wherever you go. These pagan people saw the true God by his blessings on Abraham's life. And you know, others out there can see the true God in you by how he blesses you. They just look at you, you're around them, and they'll say to you, you know, I don't know what it is, but there's just something different about you. And that difference is the presence of God in your life. They can see it. They can feel it through you. If you truly have the presence of God in your life, people cannot help but know that you are a Christian. You love God and you serve Him. So that's a real honor to have one, have a person say to you, "Hey, you're a Christian, aren't you?" Never be ashamed to say, "Oh no, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about." Just say, yes, the presence of God goes with me wherever I go. And, you know, and that is true. If you have God in your life, he goes with you everywhere you go. That day that you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, something happened. You were also filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit came to dwell in you. That Holy Spirit is the very Spirit of God. So so that Spirit lives in you. And wherever you go, whatever you do, the Spirit of God goes with you through the Holy Spirit. You know, and uh, look at Joshua. God promised Joshua that no enemy could stand against him when God's presence was with him. Boy, you talk about a promise. That's something there that, you know, I I love that. I love that. And this is one of my favorite scriptures. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. For as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You know, he's talking about us too, the Christian. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. So be strong and of good courage. You know, when God's spirit is present with us, we can be strong, courageous, because no enemy can come against us. Listen to what what it says in Isaiah 54, 17. And this is so true. It says, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment or every lying tongue that comes against you, you shall condemn it. How do you do that? You do that by speaking the word of God against your enemy. It's just like like, like, like when Satan came against Jesus in in, in the desert. Jesus, how did he combat him? He said, for it is written. He come against the enemy with the word of God, and the enemy could not stand against that word, and that enemy fled. Just like that enemy will flee from you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me. It's not our righteousness, but it's the righteousness of God in us. In other words, God is saying, hey, I got your back when all others come against you. Boy, now that is something that that when you know that you know that God is with you, it just does something to you. It helps you to just go on in this life to do the things you know that God has called you to do because you say, hey, I'm not going in this for myself. God's presence is with me. The power of the Lord's presence is upholding me. It's giving me strength to do what God has called me to do. And then let's look at Jeremiah. God warned Jeremiah that the whole nation would turn against him and reject him and his prophecies. But then God promised Jeremiah something. Here in Jeremiah 15:20, God told Jeremiah, they shall fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you to save you and to deliver you. God says, my presence will be with you. Whoever comes against you, they're going to have to come to me before they get to you. Now that is something there to hold on to. Before the enemy can get to you, they've got to come through God. You know, God was saying to Jeremiah, hey, it doesn't make any difference who it is that turns against you. And all that that matters is my presence is with you. And this also is what God is saying to us today. Be confident of my presence and know that I am with you. You know, I think that's where a lot of us Christians make mistakes, is thinking we're doing something on our own. And, you know, and I hate to say it, but many times we are. Many times we go out and try to do something that God didn't send us to do. We did it on our own, and that might not have been what God wanted. You know, before we go out and do things, sit down, get on your knees, get on your face, whatever you have to do, and come before God and say, God, is this thing that I'm thinking in my mind, is it of you? Did you put it there? Is this something that you want me to do for you? You know, God's going to give you that feeling of assurance. He's going to give you that feeling. Yes, I am sending you, so you go and know that my presence is with you. I will open doors for you. I will put people in your life to help you accomplish what I have sent you out to do. So, Always check, always know that it is God sending you out, and we're just not going on alone. If we're not if, if we're not going under God's will, then you are going alone. God spoke, and listen, God spoke this promise to Isaiah. And this is such a good promise. This is a promise that, that God made to Israel. But now, you know, even we, the believer, can, can can claim this promise. You know what, you know what God said? He says, for now there is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. In God's sight, have, those who have accepted Jesus Christ, we are one. And God blesses us just like he blessed the Jewish people, the, the people of Israel. Listen to what, what God promised I, to Isaiah to, to tell the people of Israel. He says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Yes, God knows each one of His children. He knows us by name because we are His. And when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers. Now, He's talking about when you go pass through the waters and through the rivers, He's talking about these rageous flood type waters that can wash you away. He said, I'll be with you. And and they shall not overflow you. Since says, whatever life brings against you, it shall not overflow you. It shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Many times we walk through that fire of the enemy, the things that are coming against us, the things that are coming against the church. You know, we go through a fire but it's just like those three Hebrew children. When they went in the fire, they didn't go by themselves. God met them in that fire, and he protected them just like he protects us when we go through a fire. It says, when you go through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle up on you, or the flame is not even going to put the slightest burn on you. You're not even going to have the smell of smoke on you. It's not going to scorch you. He says, for I am the Lord your God, and I love you. Fear not, for I am with you. God is saying, when my presence is with you, you can go through the floods, you can go through the fires, and you will not be harmed. For you will be blessed and highly favored through all of it, because my presence is with you. You know, do you all remember that when the Hebrew children went in the furnace, they were never burned. They said they were thrown in that furnace in their clothes. They said their clothes was not even scorched. i tell you what, that Shekinah glory of God surrounded those Hebrew children in that fire. The flames could not get to them. It could not hurt them. It could not harm them because God's presence was with them. These promises from God are meant to encourage us and to seek his presence in our life. You know, when we read about the things of God and all that he has done in other people's lives to hear somebody give a testimony, let me tell you what God has done for me. You know, if that doesn't pick you up, if that doesn't excite you, then something's wrong. And that's why I encourage my people here at the church, please, when God does something, tell us about it. Let somebody get excited. Let them. Maybe they're going through the same thing that you're going through, but when they hear what God's done in your life, they'll say, they'll say hey, God is not a respecter of persons. What he does for one, he'll do for another, and that is true. What, when God protects somebody, he'll protect others. But when we have a witness to tell us what God has done in our life, it's just that much stronger and that much more powerful as to what God can do in all of our lives if we'll just trust Him and, and seek His presence to be in our life. You know, I know that we can thank God for His presence and everything that He did for Abraham and Joshua, Jeremiah, and all of Israel. But as a believer in Christ, we also have a powerful testimony of what God's presence has done for us. Every single Christian should have a testimony of what God done for them. What did God do for you that that, that made you come to him that day and accept him as your Lord and Savior? You was probably going through something. You, you, You was probably having a really, really bad time, and God took care of it. And you knew it was God, and you said, I need this in my life. And that day, you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because of what all that he had done for you. You know, when we can have a powerful testimony of God's presence and what he's done for us, just think about your life. How God has guided your life. How he has opened doors that they, that you didn't think could be opened. Moving obstacles. Or let's just put it like this. God moved a mountain out of your life. He, melt your, he melted your cold heart making us also not to fear the things around us because we know that now his presence is with us. Let me ask you a question. Do you have Christ in your life today? Do you need peace? Do you need fear removed from your life? Do you need guidance in your life? Maybe there's a door in your life that you need open, maybe a new job, maybe just a job. Maybe you need some obstacles moved. Or, again, maybe you need a mountain moved. Well, God's in the mountain moving business. It's no problem for him. So if you need God's presence in your life, I'm going to ask you today, will you accept Christ today? For his heart and his arms are wide open to you, ready to receive you, ready to meet your needs. You know, I've told this to my people, and I'm really sincere about this. It's something that Billy Graham once said. Billy Graham once said, I have never met a man who accepted Christ and regretted it. And I want to tell you something, neither will you. The day you accept Christ, your life changes. You become a new creation. You get rid of all that old stuff in your life. You know, 2 Corinthians Chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, any man who has Christ in his life is a new creation. That day you accept Christ, your whole life changes, you become a new creation. All the old stuff in your life has vanished away, it's disappeared, it's gone. You become a new creation in God. That From that day forth, he has changed your life. You're not that old man that you used to be. Your sins are forgiven. It's all gone. You're starting brand new with God. It's like, God, this is my first day with you as a man without sin. Lord, would you guide me? Would you lead me? God, would you help me to serve you? Lord, I know the plans you have for me are good. You have given me plans of goodness and hope. God loves you. He wants to be in your life. He wants to take care of a number of those problems that's going on in your life. We've all got problems. And who's, who's, who, who causes those problems? We know who it is. It's Satan. God's arch enemy. And he'll do anything he can to God's people to try to get to God. See, he can't touch God. So he comes at us, trying to hurt us to get back at God. Well, God also says, I've got a hedge of protection that I can put around you and Satan cannot touch you. And do you have that hedge of protection around you? You know, each day I pray for that hedge of protection around my family, my grandchildren, for my church, for the people here in the church. I pray for God's hedge of protection to be around them, to protect them and to keep them safe. God has answered So many of these prayers at at the way that he has taken care of the church, the way he has blessed the church, the way he has blessed the people. So I'm just asking you today, if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to be blessed. Well, only through the presence of God in your life can you have the true blessings of God. When you're filled with that Holy Spirit, there's something else that takes place. You have that presence of God with you continually wherever you go, whatever you do, God is right there by you. He's in you. He's walking with you. He's right by your side. He's leading you. He's guiding you. See, that's what the Holy Spirit's job is. He is to lead us, to guide us, and direct us in the ways of God and the things of God. So would you ask Jesus into your life today? Would you let that Holy Spirit come in and take up residence in your life? Listen, if today you want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to pray with you right now. Let us pray. Father God, this day I want to accept your Son, my Savior, Jesus Christ, into my life. Lord, I know that I have sin in my life, but I also know that Jesus Christ went to that cross and he died on that cross. He shed his blood to wash away all the sins of the world. Lord, he, I know, through accepting him as my Lord and Savior, my sins are now gone. I'm free. I'm clear. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Walk with me. Be my Lord and be my Savior. You know, if you prayed that prayer... God just now wrote your name down in the Lamb's book of life. You have eternal life. Something happens to you and God's ready to call you home. You've got a home. You've got a mansion already built. So please, the way things are getting in this world, we don't have a whole lot of time left. I really believe that we're so close to the end of this this age. It is it could go it could happen at any minute the rapture of this church the rapture of all churches when jesus comes back and takes his church home when he does that this world is going to go through a time it's never been that it's never seen before and it'll never see again and that is called the great tribulation we have not even begun to see anything of what this world is going to be like but my friend when he takes home that church, you're not going to be here to go through it. You're going to be sitting in heaven with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But you will come back one day and you will rule with Christ upon this earth. So, if you would, please, let Jesus Christ into your life. Let him come in and let him guide you into his ways and what he wants you to do. I know that some of you, that that he's been tugging at your heart for a while. You've been debating, do I need to accept Christ? What do I need to do? We need to get out of this world, not be part of this world. We have to be here, but we don't have to be like the world. We don't have to act like the world. We don't have to do the things the world does. So please, accept Christ into your life. And like Billy Graham said, I have never met a man who accepted Christ and regretted it. This is a promise that you'll never regret accepting Christ into your life. So I want to thank you today if you was here. Tell your friends if you're listening. It's every Wednesday at about 10 o'clock. And join us. I'm always going to try to bring you a message that Jesus puts in my heart to to, to bring you. And I know it's Jesus bringing these messages because he's trying to tell you, today is a day of salvation. Come while you can. The door will not always be open. So until next Wednesday, I want to say goodbye, that I love you. God bless each and every one of you, and I pray for God's hedge of protection around you and that you will accept Christ as your Lord and Savior.